What is going on, everybody? This is the Eat, Sleep, Elite, Repeat podcast. We are back at it again with some more wrestling goodness. This is your weekly AEW review and breakdown. And uh, there, was some <laughs> there was some really good wrestling this week. I mean, there was like one, yeah. one really, really good match at the very least this week that we could definitely talk about. We won't get into that just yet. We'll get into it in favorites, but um, just like... <laughs> I mean, like, when that match was announced, I mean, let's let's not even talk about the match. Let's talk about when you just, when you first heard that that was going to even be a fucking match on Dynamite, Charlie. I mean, let alone the match we're getting next week also. But, like, I mean, like, yeah, this run that Kenny, let's, that, that's what I'll bring. We'll, we'll talk about the individual match later, but the run that Kenny Omega has been on since he came back. My God, Charlie. Yeah, Kenny Omega is, we are back. And I believe we are back in full swing singles, Kenny Omega. I yeah, I mean, like it's the clip that he's he's wrestling at right now. I mean, to be honest with you, like it's, he came back and he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna slow down a lot." When are you slowing down, bud? You seem to be going harder than you were before. What the hell? Like, yeah, and maybe uh, he realizes he's got so much. He's only got so many bumps left in his career. And he's gonna make them count. I mean, I would understand. You know, it's kind of like the Darby Allen mentality, right? Like it's a car crash every time he goes out there, so he just tries to make it as mo- like you know, spectacular of a crash as possible every time, right? So, yeah, and Ugh. just just Kenny Omega is seriously, he, he's on another level this year. I mean, this is technically his third five star match this year. One of them being six point two five, and this one being five. I mean, it's like you That's know, right? The last match in the best of seven, right? Yep. The, so. So Osprey, the other with their Osprey, and then now with technically back to back singles LLG. matches, he's he's dropped the five or higher. Two singles matches this year, five star matches. And, That's insane. And, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say this once. And, and what was his return singles match? Oh, it was on Dark. Because I, I keep seeing all these motherfuckers on Twitter. Everything you know, specifically Matt Cardone. I don't want to just call a guy out, but he's like, you know, if I was on AEW, I'd be relegated to Dark. You guys, they treat, they always, they try and act like it's such a bad thing. Yet, what was Kenny Omega's singles return? AW Dark against uh, someone he wanted to face. It's like Danielson's goes to Dark. Adam Cole, everyone does, but you know, it's just well, funny. Not, okay, I will give them that. Not everybody goes too dark. There are people like MJF that yeah, don't Chris go Jericho too and dark. MJF are the only two that haven't. And it's just like, you know, here we are. It's I not- mean, there's people that are on Dark less frequently than others. I think I would say a majority of the roster is not like Swerve. It's been forever since he's been on Dark. You know what I mean? Like, sure, yeah, but it, it's just people, so funny. Like, it's Keith Lee. It's been forever. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I think we just had a limitless Keith Lee, or sorry, a naturally limitless match. So there's people that it's on. They're on less, but I mean, like, but Matt Cardona. Yeah, I saw that Cardona take as well. Yet, uh, yet the show he's on. AW yeah, Darks get more power. clicks which, than it. Which, so which views? You know, which 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 uh exactly, which wrestling show gets more views? NWA power. I think this or... guy's ego is starting to eat him a little bit because that's not that's not wrestling character. I'm sorry. No, that that's that's his ego. So that's yeah. Anyways, is, is this isn't this the guy that just said that he if he was going to go back to WWE he would not go back as Zack Ryder? He'd go back. He had to go back to Mac card. I mean, I respect yep. that, but I mean, I also am like. He's a bit on a bit of a of an ego trip right now. It seems like. What, what oh, do definitely. I know, though? But wrestlers have to have an ego, though. So I mean, you know, I guess maybe it's a good thing for him. I mean, he's been successful the last couple of years. You can't deny that. He was NWA World Champion for a little while. So like, I think anyway, right? Like so, like yeah, you know, yeah. um, 
you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, I've always been a Matt Cardona fan, but yeah, what a take. Um, oh, same. I, I have too, but man, he's been, you don't like, I don't like seeing that stuff he, in the news. He's, he has takes like that every now and then, you know, like I, I, I'll sit here and say like, I have had some absolutely awful wrestling takes over the years that I, you would never going to see me disrespect dark like that though, you know? So, cause I, you know, we review, I'm literally the dark elevation guy. If there's a dark elevation guy out there, you know, like exactly. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, um, so yeah, that being said though, I guess, I guess, uh, I'll go through some of the orders of business that we normally like to take care of at the top of the show. The first of which being, you can follow us. If this happens to be the first time you're listening to this you know, podcast, uh, make sure you follow me and Charlie on Twitter. That's at Bane Duke for me. That's B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E. And at O'Charlie with an X instead of an A. I actually thought I missed a letter there when I spelled Bane Duke, but I actually, (laughs) I'm half awake, but um yeah and so you know make sure you follow us there on twitter at eat sleep Leap as well if you want to follow the podcast on twitter make sure whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to this on be this apple podcast google podcast spotify pandora um various other podcast platforms that we happen to appear on make sure you guys do uh you know follow and or subscribe um, you know, if you did end up hitting us up on Twitter, you know, you can send in a message there from the mailbag. I'm pretty sure if someone were to leave like a review or something like that and throw a question in there, we would also include that in the mailbag. Um, yeah, I know specifically on Spotify, they've just opened that up. So it's kind of cool. Oh, like uh, reviews and stuff like that. Yep. That's good. Yeah. I know we have a decent presence on Spotify. For those of you that listen to on Spotify, give us a review, you know, give us a little question. If you want to throw us a question in there, we'll absolutely like throw it in the... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, uh, We'll definitely throw it into the mailbag and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just yeah, absurd that, that we're getting matches like Vikingo versus Vikingo. I'll get the pronunciation right at some point um, on, on Dynamite. Just absurd. And, and next week we're getting another one. Just ugh, absurd. All right. So that being said, it, it, we'll, we'll talk about the absurdity now because I think it's time we get to our favorites, right? Yep. So uh it's my week to start us off and i yeah we might as well just not waste any more time kenny omega took on el hio del vikingo um and uh i mean definitely dynamite match of the year so far at least for me um yeah there's been some good ones but man i mean the other one would probably be kenny as well so it's like what the fuck's going on so within like 30 seconds of this match this man hit this implosion hurricane rana off the corner and I think we all knew when he hits this insane, ridiculous spot to start off the match we were like, that we were getting the kind of match that we were like, hoping for, yeah. Um, which was just both guys going fully, full out. And you know what's funny? I actually was thinking about this while watching. I've seen Kenny at his absolute best recently against Will Osprey. I think against Vikingo here, he actually had a little bit more he could have given. I don't know if you would agree with that. But I feel like the, this wasn't a hundred percent Kenny that we could have gotten here. I'm not saying that he didn't give it at all. I'm saying like that there was no like this. A, this was one thousand percent a little bit more of a showcase for Vikingo in terms of yes. If there was you know one specific notion of the match, I believe Kenny mentioned it in a pre-match promo too. Like what what you're gonna see tonight is unlike anything you've ever seen in terms of much Libre wrestling. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and that was literally the uh, the highest of high elite tier of lucha libre wrestling. I mean, uh, I thought both of them had some really cool looking gear for this match as well. But Vikingo's gear looked awesome. More people need to like, wrestle in a fucking tunic. He made it work. Dude, that tunic actually looked awesome on him. Like I, that's a look. Like he looked like Sub Zero out there. Like it was, it was the yeah. cool. Like the like Sub Zero in the. Uh, 
Actually, to be honest, with the tunic, he kind of looked like the other guy, the the scorpion descendant in the Mortal Kombat movie. Like, God, that movie was so bad. Anyway, um, but um, yeah, y'all expected to see a Mortal Kombat movie reference on on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, just like so many, so like this actually, it was weird too. I guess I don't really expect this from um the um Mexican wrestling scene as much, mostly because of the more like you know. Um, that like sort of agave style that like um Angelico brings and stuff like that. Like that different stylizations of wrestling in different parts of the world. But this was hard hitting. This was very much like the kind of match that Kenny would have with anybody, like exhibition in like New Japan. And it's like it's almost like as soon as Kenny won the IWGP United States Championship, um, like he just went back into New Japan mode and he's just fully in New Japan mode all the time now, which I mean like, hey, I guess, but like um so the swan diving reverse hurricane rana i i can name off all of these like different spots like and like they i feel like if i say them and you didn't actually see them they're not going to mean much to you but like just insane spots basically most of this was set like to just keep you just like guessing what was going to happen there were near falls all over the place um probably the craziest spot of the match i think we would both agree was there was a springboard 630 sent on through a table at one point and yeah full sprint like unbelievable setup i mean it was one of the craziest spots that i've ever seen you just don't see people doing that and that's no you, you see people hit yeah. spots you even hear I've, I've, i think i've even seen a springboard spot through a table before maybe once you know maybe i've never seen somebody take that much insane risk and it's clear that the Kingo is kind of like sort of like how we look at Dante Martin and we see this guy that can just get like extra elevation on everything and how we look at Ray Phoenix as like probably maybe the best high flyer in AEW. Is that a stretch to, to say that Ray Phoenix is maybe? Well, if they signed Vikingo, not, but you know, but like. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Ray Phoenix is the top dog for high flyers in AEW. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like he's like that guy for like probably the rest of the Mexican wrestling scene, I would say. So probably the rest of the world <laughs> yeah he may be the best peer I and mean, he may even be better than phoenix god that match like oof. um i'm sure they've wrestled before but to see that in america would be something else but um yeah i mean just just an insane match of the year candidate quality match um and post the match we did get a little bit of an angle with the blackwell combat club swarming and then uh hanger making the save again and uh, getting punked on by Don Callis a little bit, which I didn't understand the point of that. That was a little weird, but um, but that didn't really you know change anything about the segment. Kenny Omega continuing to prove why he is at least my number two, if not my number one, depending on the day wrestler in the world. Um, it's really hard to argue with that, and I really think it's hard to not have like Vikingo as your third, fourth best in the world after this match. Let alone maybe even in your top three, like three. You know, like that's. When, when people put him in that conversation, like I've seen him on a lot of those lists, you know, my God, does he deserve to be up there? Yeah. And I think it's, he's one of those guys that a lot of people, you know, they'd seen the name before, but they maybe just hadn't been too familiar with his work. And after this match, I think it's going to, he's going to resonate in people's minds a lot more than he did before, which is good for everyone that was involved in the, in the match and good, you know, Triple A. I hope like I hope AW. down the road we get. Uh, I, it'll probably be at like Triple Mania or something, right? Next Triple Mania, we'll probably see them go for the triple. Tri- or, sorry for the Mega Championship or something like that. But like, man, I really wish we could get this match again at like Forbidden Door or something somehow. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah, this uh, was special, and uh, 
Yeah, uh, this Kenny Omega was wrestling at literally such an incredible pace that he had to keep up with. And I think he kept up with it very well. Uh, Kenny Omega and, and El Hio de Kengo here. This was, like you said at the top, uh, I mean, Dynamite Match of the Year, it's going to be hard to top this. And that's kind of how I felt after the ladder match. But I was like, man, we're only 10 days into fucking January. But here we are. And guess who's in it? Kenny Omega, of course. But, uh, yeah, the storyline after, too. I mean, I, th- I think you covered everything perfect. It was just... Uh, haven't haven't seen anything like this on uh, AW television before. It's really cool. And, yeah, the angle after, you know, uh, are we going full Kenny against the Hangman? Or, you know, where are the Hung Bucks going to reunite? And, you know, anti-Hangman or anti-Omega? Where's Takeshita fit does, does in all this? Lead, yeah, does that lead to Takeshita, Ibushi, Kenny Omega versus, Hang- versus Hung Bucks? Is that where we go? I mean, if you're talking, like, massive storylines... You know, because they're going to feud now we know with the combat club. So after that, who? I mean, literally the sky is the fucking limit. So literally. Yeah. Fun stuff. I and like we, the post-match we know angle. Vikingo can reach the sky. So, yeah, I, I, I'm very, uh, I've watched, I've watched the match <laughs> twice now. And I just, I got to say, I, I really loved it. And the time of it, by the way, 16 minutes, 53 seconds. They, they crank this out and under like, that's insane. This is one of the better, probably one of my favorite sub twenty minute matches ever. I, I, I thought it was under fifteen at first, so I was going to say it's my be, it's the best fi- sub fifteen minute match ever, but it wasn't. I still will say this though: Punishment Martinez Marty Skrull, best sub ten minute match I've ever seen on Ring of Honor television. I wish and Marty Skrull wasn't like a bad person. <laughs> yeah, God, he would have fit so well in this company, but yeah, uh, shit happens, right? Um. That takes me to uh, that takes me to my favorite, right? Hello, what have we here? And we're booking in this week. You know how it goes. Sting, Darby Allen, and AW International Champion Orange Cassidy defeated the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. Our boy Kip Sabian rocking a new hair color. It looked good with him. It looked good. Penelope looked good. Bro, Sting hit the locker codes in this one. He did. Cassidy had the OC on his cheeks. It looked like some finger paint. Which is, you know, just incredibly fitting with his character. Basically, this match stemmed from their house rules show last week in Ohio, where Cassidy and Allen defeated Butcher and the Blade, but then they were attacked post show. I mean, Darby was getting fucking clonked into the side of a fucking like concrete wall. Yeah, I like the idea that this was like a house show, but like they literally got into like a literal fight. Like there was cameras there, even though like in in kayfabe there wouldn't have been cameras. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, uh, it's it fits it our, our thing that used to happen at old WWE live events, right? Like where they would have yeah. cameras there all the time, even though like even there was one show I went to that wasn't ever shown anywhere, but it was like they had cameras just in case they decided to use something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, and and it's just it's really cool. So, you know, we we made the comparison a couple weeks ago. I was like, when Jack Cartwheel, he he's kind of like our modern day Jack Evans, right? And you know, with Darby, it more and more feels like he he's that modern day Jeff Hardy, man. Because Jeff Hardy would be the only one that would get his fucking ass beat like that at a house show. But, hey, let's hope he, uh, you know, let's do the other stuff, right? Um, Jeff Hardy would let his ass get beaten at 7-Eleven if it could sold the show. Like, let's be real, you know? And that's how it feels with Darby. So it's like, I don't know, you can kind of see these. Like, okay, give me an example. Remember when him and Brody were feuding a little while back? And, like, they literally were at, like, a signing? And, like, the, yeah. It was incredible, yes! And he, he beat his ass at the fucking Hot Topic. Literally. 
But uh, yeah, this was this was really fun. Um, just, honestly, this wasn't like a, a big you know <laughs> member berry smash that you're gonna remember in no. five weeks, but. It was it was just a fun time. Everyone got their shit in, and you know Glad what? To see Kip getting featured on TV in the I opening match of Dynamite, even and that. and who knows how many more of these we have out of Sting, and you can just tell he's having fun out there. And I, I thought, yeah, I liked seeing Kip and get that spot with Sting. That was really cool. And again, we had Darby Allen here focusing on the Double or Nothing banner, where we saw a video package then play of the Four Pillars brawling from last week. So. Yes, uh, it seems more and more like they're setting up that, uh, you know, four-way main event, right? So, um, pretty sweet stuff. So, yeah, that uh, any any other little notes you had on that match for yourself? Uh, there was a sign in the crowd that said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Shout out to Isaiah Cassidy. I posted a uh, a tweet on her Twitter earlier, and I said uh, on the at Eat Sleep Elite if you guys are interested. Headshot. Don't mind the subtle shill. Um. No, but uh, I, I was saying, because we were kind of talking about this earlier, you know, AEW sent Wheeler Yuta to the best of Super Juniors last year. And my God, how cool would it be if they sent Action Andretti this year, right? Like, well, spaghetti. Just kind of fits in that. I don't know. I don't know where that idea just came to me from. But anyways, let's get into some of the news. And of the news this week, we're, we just got some general stuff that we're going to cover. We're going to be talking some Ring of Khan. Come where on. we're going to be talking this this week's TV, as well as we're going to do some predictions uh, for the for the upcoming uh, Supercard of Honor because Supercard of Honor is going to be out by the time we do Eat Sleep Elite, Super which we gone? we haven't really even talked too much to each other. We've like thrown some general ideas out of what we're going to do next week, but guys, there is a lot of wrestling next week, so I think you're going to see a lot of us. I shouldn't say see, maybe we uh, are I looking at you. you. Maybe I'm staring at you through your computer right now. Maybe I'm in your phone. All right. Anyways, no, but, but we'll be doing a few shows next week, including Supercard of Honor, no matter what. And at the end of the day, no matter what, WrestleMania Night 2. Those are the only two we're going to guarantee. But who knows? We might be really Wait, feeling. Is WrestleMania might be... Night 2 where, where Cody is? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that's then. that's the Sunday. That, that's one. a prediction right there. If he's on Night 2, he's winning. So, yeah. Eat Sleep Elite, I guess, itself will probably do Saturday. It'll probably be out for you guys Saturday, I think. I don't even know. I had to check the dates of when everything's out. But so, yeah, we're going to be doing some Supercard of Honor predictions here in a minute, as well as we have been fantasy booking double or nothing. And I think we're going to show we have been. I mean, I did mine today. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I did mine yesterday. It's just uh, we've been fantasy booking some double or nothing. So at the end of the news cycle, we're going to just throw that on you because everyone loves some fantasy booking, right? And then we'll jump into the rest of the shows, including Elevation, Dark, Dynamite, and Rampage, and get into what's happening next week. Rampage, baby. So kicking us off with news, AW's announced a partnership to expand house rules across North America. Basically, Jeff Jarrett said, the perfect partner to enhance our efforts in the Canadian market. And yeah, they're, they've, they've stated a partnership will bring live events to local venues across North America and explore multifaceted brand partnerships. Jeff Jarrett's doing his job, right? Slap nut. Former WWE wrestler Naomi has filed a trademark for a potential new name. She filed a trademark for the name Trinity Star. And I believe it also says in here, someone asked her on Instagram, like, hey, are you still working for WWE? And she said, nah. So 
Trinity Star, Trinity Fatu, whatever name we end up seeing. Again, that's kind of sad. The 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 not that she would have to necessarily work for the same company as him, but the fact that one of your world champions, your double champions spouse cannot get a deal done to get her to come back after there's a miscommunication. Yep. When I'm sorry, I, I, I would love for Mercedes Monet to end up in AEW eventually. I think we all know she's gonna end up back in WWE after this championship run. I, I, I just I feel that to be the case. It could go the other I way. I think I could see Forbidden Door being her last show if she does a, it or yeah, maybe she just goes back I, and I've said that before that she, she she will do one match for AEW at Forbidden Door if she you know, if it comes down to that, or maybe more than one, like she'll come in before then and do some matches. You know what I mean? Like maybe she wants to have a match with Hater or Thunder Rosa or both or something like that, you know what I mean? Or even Britt Baker, but you know, but assuming that she doesn't have any other matches, she could just do the one and done with AEW, and I think she would feel okay with that. I mean, I certainly would. I'd be like, "Yep, that's gonna be money." You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. But uh, so, can, can we? Uh, when can we start fantasy booking Trinity Star as the fourth member of the Outcast? I mean, I don't think she's a. I don't think she would. I. It's gonna sound weird. I. I feel like she would go do the Impact thing because I still feel like even to this day. Impact that'd be still, that'd be great for her honestly she I she feel would like it's be still so less good disrespectful there. to the wwe to go to impact than it is to go to AEW. i'm just being honest you know what i mean like yes yeah, i don't probably definitely true. see it as that i mean i don't think triple h cares either way like right i, I would like to hope not but the some comments he makes sometimes you're like oh maybe Bex maybe he does. would right like maybe he would take it but like, we do time. know she's a really good friend with soraya so they are very close seem like friends. Just about everybody, Soraya, like you just mentioned, included, has pretty much taken the anti WWE stance that has gone there, though. So I don't know. Like, yeah, hey, maybe we get Trinity Star as the fourth member. But we also had some sad news, and oh. the longest reigning Impact World Champion ever, Josh Alexander, had to relinquish the title due to a triceps tear. Oh. Yeah, you, you always He's hate been to on see... like one of those like godly runs, like... and and you really you gotta feel for the guy that this is how it ends is a fucking injury when he was most likely putting over the next guy um, at the next pay per view, Steve Macklin, which is, is kind of just from what I've seen like online, everyone's like, yeah, he was next up, but you know, and oh, it just it pains you to see this longest title reign ever come to an end with an injury. Injuries are the fucking worst, man. But you know Pain. what it does? It opens up the opportunity for when he comes back for him and Macklin to have a huge program where Macklin he can still put over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And good on Macklin for really going out there and making a name for himself after the uh, rough WWE exit that they had. Or that be those guys were just fucking hammered in the Forgotten Sons. So the injuries, man, they just they come at the worst times in wrestling. Like they always Chris Atlander got and Layla Gray both got cut off in the middle of their rise up. Dude, Layla Gray was on a Titanic rise and got cut off. You know what I mean? Like, or sorry, yeah. Layla Gray, sorry, Layla, Layla uh, Hirsch. My Hirsch, name. yeah. Layla Gray is on a Titanic fall, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry, her quality goes down. It just does. It's. They, could she, have ever gone she up. can be squashed that we learned yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean will osprey and josh alexander back-to-back weeks let's just hope brutal, everyone's brutal, everyone's brutal. safe this next weekend Someone and put mike bailey and bubble wrap and you know we're not you know putting syringes through penises on our shows this weekend hey. so you know hopefully everyone's clear next week do you see that uh, by the way no what the hell are we what what is going on xpw bro that's that's all i gotta say yep it was uh, all I, I, uh, I first thing I saw when I opened my feet, I could not believe my eyes. I'm glad we're not a YouTube podcast. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> God damn. 
Um, uh, we had some uh, dark tapings happened. Usually we'll cover it if like something crazy happened, but it doesn't look like there was any debuts. I think the biggest thing of note here is for the first time since the group formed, the Gates of Agony had a tag match with no Mr. Brian Cage, which uh, if you guys kind of have been keeping in that bubble, Brian Cage is most likely out following Supercard of Honor. So, Damn. Yeah. I know he's not been under AEW contract for a while. Yeah, so... Um, and when I say that, I mean I don't know anything. I'm saying, like, I know that there was talk of him not being renewed for AEW, and he just... I think he's been on, like, one of those per-appearance deals since then, right? Yeah, so... And Again, I guess I the last that. thing... I, I never heard him resign, is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean he didn't. Sometimes I don't publicize it, but... And I guess the last thing we got here is something that you and I will probably get a kick out of that maybe no one else will. The Iron Savages have a new manager. <laughs> Another new manager? Another new manager. And apparently he's a very loudy, like rowdy big guy. So um, I guess we'll see how it plays out. But uh, you and I had been saying on the show, like that manager they brought in, that was a, that was an interesting couple of episodes. And they got rid uh, of him I got, quick. I got a pitch for you. Uh, it's going to suck because it'll make the quality of elevation go down. Paul White. I, I, I'd actually buy it. Um, He's a big guy, you know, they're the big men. Yeah, yeah, I'd buy it. No, I'd buy it. I, I still think Stokely with those guys would help him out a lot, but... Stokes got too many other ads. He's got a lot going on. He's, he's got a tag team. Aren't the guns technically a part of the firm? Yeah, there's six There's six guys in it. Stokely's technically so, gotten people to world championships. That's Stokely's management skill right there. Yeah, he is. Just a little update on the third AEW show. Um, Melter, in the most recent edition of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, he provided an update on the potential series, and he pretty much wrote that the show is planned unless something major changes, and it will be happening, quote, by July, if not earlier. So this would this Fuck, is, again, AEW's... Now the podcast is going to be four hours. Shit. This is AEW's third weekly in-ring show that would be on Saturday nights. So I guess keep an eye out for that. All right, well, podcasts are going to have to be on Sundays if they do that. Yeah, uh, Jamie Hader missed this past week due to a visa renewal. It's all good. She'll be back the next week. Son of a bitch visa, people. I'm going to sum this up in two lines. Okay. CM Punk said John Moxley's Rocky Three match idea sucked. Chris Jericho is a liar and a stooge. Okay. He did anything, say those things. Anything else? Um, it, I don't even know if we want to talk about this. I mean, it's, you know, Punk, <sighs> Punk posted an Instagram thing for 10 minutes. Took it off, and that's all everyone talked about. Punk so he needs to stop being a bitch and just get over himself. That's I guess I the biggest thing here is he said AEW wanted him to wrestle without being cleared, which if that's, that's the, what. If that's the case, then fuck the people at AEW that wanted him to wrestle without being cleared. Like, they, but like at the same time, if that's not the case, if like he is just making that part up, which I don't know. I mean, I, I there have, have clearly been some incidents where the AEW's medical staff haven't been like. <laughs> Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, mm. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Uh, so I don't want to. Everyone can make it, the pandemic excuse, but motherfucker, that happened, and that was ugly. And I, and again, I'm not saying that we know 100 percent what happened with that because I don't even know if it's ever really been talked about since that. But you know, like, um, I mean, I know it was by people, but I just don't know what the actual because you never know what behind. Yeah, Matt Hardy just stuff. cracked his head on the concrete, and they, we know that they cleared him 20 know. minutes later. Yeah, we just don't know like how yeah. serious that injury really was. You know what I mean? I just don't know, so I won't speak for it because I'm sure Matt Hardy probably has maybe addressed it. If he hasn't, maybe he should. But. Um, Anyway, my point is, 
Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and trash the AW medical staff. I'm just saying, um, you know, like it, it wouldn't be impossible for a company like AW to maybe have made that mistake because they needed, they thought they needed CM Punk, you know? Um, yeah. And his Rocky three pitch was pretty much saying, look, I can squash you in 30 seconds and we don't need the match. You don't need to be cleared. This is what we need to do. And yet, you know, I don't, this again, it's, people are still going to think it's a work. This is not a work. Everything we've seen, everything we've been pointed to, this is not a work. All Punk did just was upset more people now. So basically, yeah. I mean, realistically, if he was going to say this kind of shit, he should have said it back when all the shit was still popping off, you know, like, yeah. And so, like, so now this is just like, a, it's almost like a parting shot. He's like, he's done. So he's just going to take one more shot at the company as he goes down, you know, like, and yeah. So yeah, let's let's end this up here. We're gonna do some Ring of Honor results. Hey, if you want to chime in for anything, just just jump right in. All right. Okay. Mark Briscoe defeated. This was episode four, by the way, guys. And again, I, I'll just say this: another really good in ring episode. And you know, we're we're clearing up to the pay per view, so yeah, should be pretty cool. Um, Mark Briscoe defeated Tony Nese with Josh Woods and Smart Mark Sterling. I thought Mark Briscoe looked fine getting in his uh his redneck kung fu. Ch-ching. The new trio, A.R. Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik, defeated the Trustbusters. Ari Davari, Chiefs K, and Slim J. This is the trio of the Trustbusters. I keep going back to these guys are good. Look, some guys, and in this review I was reading earlier, they said, I'm tired of the Trustbusters. Well, I, I'm not. I think in Ring of Honor, they've stepped up their fucking wrestling game. I'm, I, I am very, very passionate about that because I think Slim J has been a different breed, and I believe he's wrestled nearly every fucking week. So I, I all the hats off to that guy. I because I, I want to see, I want to see nothing but improvement. And if we can get a heel faction like the Trustbusters over, the talent's there. That's all I'm saying. In trust we bust. In trust we bust. Which any thoughts on the new trio? Fox, Christian, and Metalik. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just find it weird that they yanked Fox away from Top Flight. That's another. Uh, that's like the third tra- tag partner that Top Flight have had you wait from them. But I mean, all right. Seidel, Leo Rush, and now Fox, right? <laughs> Literally, like who? who who's your favorite somebody. pairing out of the three? Why I are just top get... flights so unlikable? Even Dante Martin, who was with ta- with Taz for like a day, like, like yeah, what? no, no, the, the the I guess the Martin brothers have no friends. <laughs> Sky Blue defeated Lady Frost. I thought Lady Frost looked good again. I and now I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's probably if, on the roster, right? If you're yeah. in the Ring of Honor office, if she's not, you got to lock her down at this point. Um, uh, this is. Sky Blue and Lady Frost, that's that's a good foundation. I mean, along with the others. But, yeah, you're starting to build something there. LaFaxiona Gobernable, Jalisco, and Roosh defeated the foundation, Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams. I thought this was a fucking fun match. Yeah, this, this was a banger. The foundation uh, are two for two with me. Titus and Williams, hot sauce. Yep. Oh, absolutely. They're two for two on the new uh, Ring of Honor for me. I really wish they were on that ladder match. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, they, they. We don't have every team. Do we have every team for that yet? We do. Oh, okay. Well, they should. Yeah. Mm, okay. The team right. that, but, but for what it's worth, the team that beat them's in it. So I guess you got to win your match okay. to get in, right? That's fair. That's fair. Um, but you know, again, they remind me, and I'm gonna say this just because maybe someone was thinking the same thing and they couldn't put their finger on it. Couldn't put their, whatever that saying is. These guys really remind me of the grizzled young veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson, in 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 good ways. That I really like these guys. So. This is a team I really am going to keep an eye on here in uh, Ring of Honor. God, do you remember every time that Russell Young Fett's music would hit? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. 
people and remember that crowd taking their shoes off for Zach Gibson? I mean, what the fuck was that? Was so cool. <laughs> yeah, now they're now they're the dyad and their names are like Rip Fowler and shit. Yeah, it's fucked. Uh, Caprice <laughs> Coleman and Fed. oh, I know we both like this. Caprice Coleman had a sit down interview with Eddie Kingston and Ring oh, of Honor World Champion this might have Claudio Castagnoli. Like, best produced like like sit down television type segment that they've done since Khan took over. Like since Khan started doing wrestling, really. Like, the, like I have never mean? seen a, a sit a, like a a sitting like how they were actually feel this intense. Yeah, I mean but, the history there from their from their time in Chikara too. Like, and it felt like I don't know if you went back and looked at any of that stuff, Charlie. Um, in like preparation for this feud, but I just happened to have gone back and like watched this like thirty minute breakdown of their of their feud from like back then. That um, that I, the guy that I bring up Montecillo every now and then um did about this particular feud because it's one of the legendary indie wrestling feuds from that era of indie wrestling that just never got the, the third rubber match to it for whatever reason they just well it wasn't for whatever reason claudio went off to the wwe so they couldn't have it um so yeah, i'm honored to have the opportunity to, to cap off one of the most legendary like chikara storylines you know what i mean is it i you know what i mean like yeah it, agreed agreed and yeah, I thought this was very well done. Pretty much the idea here is Claudio believes Eddie's the biggest waste of potential ever. And Eddie just wants to prove him wrong. And Eddie knows he's had his ups and downs in his career. And he's ready for more ups. I'm very excited to see we're picking to win that. That's going to be fun. Matt Taven defeated Darius Martin. This was uh, I liked it. There was a lot of uh, you know shenanigans going on. But uh, ROH has done a pretty good job from not having this too often. So it is what it is. I... Again, I think we should establish Matt Taven getting these wins and singles over the other tag partner. Because if we're just, you know, being real, keeping it real with it, Matt Taven's a former world champion, where Darius Martin is not a single wrestler. So it makes sense that he gets the win. Um, Dante wasn't out there at ringside, yet he came out after the match. They didn't really cover why too well, but it was what it was. Um, I like Matt Taven. Um, Brian Cage defeated Tony Deppin in four minutes. Yawn. Shane Taylor defeated Silas Young and actually a pretty, pretty entertaining match. It was, it was a uh, short, but I think this is the right move for Shane Taylor. I would like to see Shane Taylor in the television title scene or the world title scene following, uh, Claudio, um, and Eddie. So yeah, I, I think Shane Taylor picking up wins is, a, is, you can't go wrong with that. And I thought Silas, he, I, they worked well together. Yeah, I thought I think on paper we both kind of were like eh, because we like Shane Taylor, but then like we're like, uh, but Silas Young is kind of just like he's this there, you know? Um, yeah. But like it worked really well. Silas, he, it seems is a good. It's good to like lose. He's a really good credible opponent to lose to people, which is something you're gonna need in this ring of honor. So he reminds me of like Shelton Benjamin's current role in WWE, where he's just a name I, that I everyone needs some Shelton Benjamin. So I get behind yeah. that. Uh, Billy Starks defeated Bro, actually, Miranda Alize. Do, do you remember when we were reviewing WWE every week and Shelton Benjamin was in New Japan at the time and was on the way back and then like, broke his back or something like that? Yep. Do you remember that? And it was like a year before he came back and was able to debut. And then when he did, it was one of the biggest pops ever. It was crazy. Like, Oh, it was so cool. Wow. I, I love Shelton Benjamin. I remember following that. Every now and then we would be like, I wonder what's going on with him. And then there'd be an update and they'd be like, ah, oh, I'm not it. Someone would ask him and they'd be like, are you going to be coming back this year? I know you're still in New Japan. Be like, ah, I don't know. You know, <laughs> uh, good stuff, you know, Billy Starks picking up another victory on ring of honor. 
beating Miranda Alize, I believe it was, and it looked good. The drive-by, uh, Alize went for a drive-by shining wizard, and Billy Starks, like, fucking avoided it. She goes for her finisher called the Miranda Wrights. Starks caught her with a tombstone pile driver for the win. I'll, I'll take all of the women that they've shown on Ring of Honor TV so far as part of the division. That, that I'll take that, please. That's, that's where I'm at. Agreed. Aussie Open defeated Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel, and it is not even close, but Aussie Open has been the highlight of Ring of Honor since they started this new TV. They, at this point, are just every single match they're in is fucking awesome. Daniels and Seidel look fine as a team, but I think they did the right thing here, putting the kids over, as as uh, Chris Daniels was saying. But this was a lot of fun, and I think the right guys won. Yeah, I mean, I uh, listen. I, I, Ring of Honor is an, is. You know what's funny about Ring of Honor right now is that it's like kind of like, especially leading up into this current pay per view. It's in a really interesting position because they kind of just do whatever the hell they want. It doesn't really – there's no restrictions, which makes this so fun to watch, you know? Yeah. Um, I, so I don't even like I, – I feel like Supercard of Honor is going to be almost like – do you feel like this is like a sort of a reset point and that's kind of why the stuff on the current first four episodes has been kind of – none of it's been – like some of it's been building storylines, but mostly it's just been kind of establishing the brand, right? Like am I just completely off base here do you think? Like No, that that sounds right. I know I completely just dodged the actual Yeah, no, we're there. establishing everything. Agreed, agreed. But I was my head was in just more space talk thinking about Ring of Honor as, as a whole. But yeah, I, and then I think the our uh, our main event was a squash match. Samoa Joe beat the crap out of Cheeseburger and Samoa Joe feels like a mega dominant champion and I think that's the right move. All right. That being said, Super Card of Honor. You ready? We'll go back to back here. Okay. Um, kicking us off, the do we have one not for a title? Every match is for a title. Okay, usually I pick the one not for a title first and talk that. Reach for the Sky ladder match for the vacant ROH World Tag Team Championship. We got the Lucha Brothers. We got Top Flight, The Kingdom, Aussie Open, La Faccion de Gobernable. It, it's it's an odd number. I'm going to have you go first. Who, who you got first out of these five teams? This is a tough one, man. I'm putting the championships on LFI. Okay. Jalice to Cohen Roosh. I think that's a good call. Former ROH world champ. Yeah. Plus, I don't, um, uh, think, I don't think they want Roosh. Unless you have Eddie win, and then you don't want to run back Claudio, right? Um, but yeah. I don't think you need Roosh in the world title scene just yet. But no. you can still have him be a champion. And I can't remember if we mentioned this on a show or if it was when we were... And Roosh uh, has been putting in the work for months. He deserves something. Yeah, he does. I, I'm going to take Aussie Open here. I think uh, Dude, since... that would be Ring, so huge. Oh, my God. I think since Ring of Honor is tapings, you can just get these guys down once a month to do their thing. And, yeah. Or even tape it in Japan. doesn't matter. You could literally have Aussie Open defend those titles once every four episodes of Ring of Honor, and it'd be the biggest thing. Can you imagine how much traffic that would drive to Ring of Honor? Oh, my God. If we're talking hotter talents, you can't put it on the team hotter than that right now. All right. Six-man tag team match for the ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championships. The Embassy versus AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. And we will have new champions. Agreed. <laughs> I'm down for all these guys to touch some gold. Agreed. Yeah, no, I, think, I like all of them. Yeah, I think I think just to get it off those guys, especially if you're just going to let Brian Cage's contract expire, you know? Yep. Get it off of them and then... uh depending on what happens, maybe Blackpool Combat Club. And you could even have Gates um, come back for him eventually or something just with a different person, you know? 
Man, I'm not gonna lie. I wish the trust buses were going for this, but maybe, maybe eventually we can get there. I mean, we so, we're potentially putting it on a group of baby faces, so that maybe would be the face. Yes, yeah. you could have him chase or the varsity athletes. Either way, Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe, ROH World Television Championship. Who you got? I, I got Mark Briscoe here, dude. I do too. Just makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when are you going to be able to capitalize more on Mark Briscoe? Joe has been kind of spinning his wheels for a while in the TV title division. You know, I'm not saying that I want Samoa Joe versus Eddie Kingston, but I might want Samoa Joe versus Eddie Kingston. It could be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe for sure. Uh, Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki for the ROH Women's World Championship. I am going Athena. Agreed. Yeah, I think Athena's yeah. too hot to let that title. She's basically Ring of Honor TV right now. Is revolving around her. Like I suggested a while back. I just want to say I was saying if I was going to book Ring of Honor TV right now, I put it around her, and it's what they're doing. So I mean, yeah, gotta love it. Gotta her love and it. Joe, actually, I'll give Joe some credit. He's been he's been a major part as well, and Claudio actually. Good brother Swiss. Swiss man. So we got Wheeler Yuta, Katsuyori Shibati. Shibata for the Pure Wrestling Rules match for the ROH Pure what a Championship. Nuts match. Shibata versus Yuta. Who you got? I, I, I mean, I got Yuta because I, I, I don't think Shibata's winning the Pure title. But I mean, like, but if he does, and I'm gonna say he does, I think really? I think Tony puts it on him. And the only okay. reason I'm thinking this is because we saw him do it for a little bit last year with Suzuki and the television. Uh, championship. Yeah. I think he's going to toss it on Shibata. All he needs is one, one or two tapings out of the guy in Orlando and they can crack that out. And yeah, that, I think that'll be fun. Um, but I think I Wheeler think gets tough. Cause I, I know, think I Wheeler gets his revenge though. Do that. Oh, you think Wheeler would win it? Back? Yes. I do think okay. Wheeler is the, yes, but I think this is just a That's temporary fair. thing to, uh, get a little pop with Shibata and, you, you know, so Wheeler would be like a three-time pure champion at that point. Yep. Oh, wow. I mean, nuts. El Hijo Del Vikingo versus Commander for the AAA Mega Championship. Yeah. It's an even. Um, I'm going to take Vikingo here. He's like nearly 500 so days. Do we think this would confirm now that Commander is under Ring of Honor contract then probably? Well, I think it's just, I think he just has a good – Tony Khan has a good uh, relationship with uh, whoever is holding that contract. Oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, with Commander, because Commander is under AAA, but he's also, like, signed to something else. Yeah, I know it's, that's why he's not, like... But I know his contract situation's not like other people's. Like, where Vikingo, you need to actually, obviously, go to AAA and be like, hey, we want him for these dates. Can we work something out? You know, like... Just, that's so cool that he's getting these guys on here, man. Look at the plethora of wrestling we have on this show. It's so cool. And uh, who, do, who do you got in that one? Vikingo or Commander? Yeah, I think I, think I have Vikingo, Vikingo in that match just because I don't know. I mean, imagine the story if they just dropped the, the mega championship to Commander. <laughs> How much fun is that match going to be? Like, imagine if they did that. <laughs> I mean, it's so insane. Yeah, and if this follows the pure rules, like a completely different style match, I mean, you are – talk about a fun time. Okay, main event. It's odds. You're going first. Claudio Casanoli, Eddie Kingston, ROH World Championship. So originally, I had thought in my head the perfect person to beat MJF eventually would be Eddie Kingston. But that's right there with you. I did not think we were going to get Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli for a world title. I just didn't think it would be for a world title. I thought it made more sense to do it as just a personal feud to drag it out over months. 
but now we're all, it's all coming to a head and we can still spin it out into a feud that lasts months if we want to. But Charlie, I think it's been Eddie's, Eddie Kingston's time for a long time. He's been overlooked for too long in a similar way to how Claudio was overlooked before becoming now a two-time world champion himself. Yep. So I think it's time for him to <clears throat> not that I'm not sure which one of them is older. I'm, I'm assuming Eddie, but I don't actually know that. Um, that might be wrong. Uh, Eddie might be younger. Um, but I think it's time that Claudio passes that torch to Eddie and says, we're the two most overlooked guys probably in the history of the industry. I think that's probably fair, right? Um, and Especially for how great they are. Right. In, especially least, in America. Yeah, at yeah. least it scales to talent, to ability, and so on and so forth that have been overlooked. Um, and I think, I think it, I think it's, I think it's time. I think it's Eddie Kingston's time to become world champion. I have been going back and forth with this and I'm with you. I think Eddie Kingston as world champion is going to be a lot of fun. And I think Claudio giving, you know, being the one he beats is just, like you said, it's even more special and it's going to be a fucking, it's going to be a hell of a moment. It's going to be one hell of a moment. And if Claudio wins, it's going to be the craziest heat of all time. Like, oh my God. Yeah, that would be huge. So yeah, that'll be fun. But um, okay, that's it for uh, the news and the Ring of Honor stuff we had. So what are you thinking? Do you want to, uh, should we do the AW shows and then hit our uh, our little fantasy booking or you want to hit it now? Uh, what, what, uh, normally we put the fan, I mean, okay. So cause fan, people like fantasy booking. I mean, we could do that now if you want. I don't really, it's an 11 match card. So it's like, is it better to do that now? And then like, well, uh, cause then the review, what, what, what do you think? I actually have no idea. Let's do it now. Let's do some fun. Let's okay. do some double or nothing fantasy booking now. So we'll go. We'll go card by card, all right? So I'll uh, I'll kick us off. I'll kick us off. I'm going to do the non-title matches, and not we did do the Owen Hart Cup here. So this is this is my double or nothing fantasy booking, all right? Non-title matches. We got Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland. I think these guys deserve a pay-per-view blow-off. Okay. I think it could be fucking awesome, and I would love it. I got the acclaimed. Versus Jericho and Daniel Garcia in a non-title match. Just, I think the acclaimed are, are next up in this uh, whole Jericho thing. It just makes sense to me. And I, I well, no, let's get the the acclaimed every Wednesday, right? Let's get them on pay per view. <laughs> All right, uh, and I believe the last for a non-title match or Owen Hart Cup, we have. The Outcasts versus the Homegrown. I don't have the specific names. I don't even know if it's going to be 3v3 or 4v4 or 5v5. It could be the Anarchy in the Arena match for all we know, right? But I th- I do think we're going to see that match at double or nothing. It's going to be a pretty big deal. And I think it's going to fucking kick ass. I, re- I feel pretty confident in this Outcast versus Homegrown-like feud. Okay. Own Heart Cup. Here we go. This is cool because uh, for uh, just a little behind the scenes, guys, we, we don't know each other's stuff. We I just, just want to let everybody know I did not follow the same set of rules that Charlie did. Mine's completely different and in a completely different direction, and it absolutely does, involves people not from AEW. It's going to be oh awesome. fuck yeah, okay, okay. 
So men's Owen Hart Cup final. I got Ricky Starks versus Kip Sabian. I think they both need it. I think they both could be on a paper. They both deserve a pay-per-view. I'm just going to tell everybody now. I also had Ricky as one of my finalists. I won't say who the other one is. I just want to point that out. Oh, look at that. Say we're on the same page here. My women's Owens Hart Cup final. Red Velvet versus Athena. So, um, I originally had the IWGP US title on the line. So, that isn't anymore because I don't think they're just going to run that back. Throw it in there. I put one on. All right, fuck it. Uh, let's do Kenny Omega versus. Just do it. I have it on mine. Will Ospreay for the U.S. title. Okay, I didn't have that one, but okay. <laughs> I had the actual money match. Which one was that? Jeff Cobb or Okada? We'll, we'll, we'll wait. It's oh, name. you know what? You're right. We'll you're right. Wait. You're right. We'll wait. Yeah, uh, Kenny Omega versus fucking Chase Owens. All right, I'm just kidding. All right, trios title. I got the House of Black. Versus the Hung Bucks versus the Blackpool Combat Club. I think we're going batshit crazy in the trios division. No Brian Danielson. The tag, I got FTR versus the Lucha Brothers. So FTR are the champions. The TBS title, I think they're extending it all the way out. <laughs> I got Jade versus Taya. I I, and I don't maybe maybe Taya wins it there. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna see. But I think that's where Taya, the big crowning moment, is there. TNT Championship, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Adam Cole, baby. Um, International Championship, Orange Cassidy versus Kenosuke Takeshita. And then the World Championship, I got MJF, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, and Sammy Guevara. I think that world title match is sticking. I think it's the only one that's happening. But if you were to say MJF versus Darby Allen singles, I'd buy it too. I could see them doing that. So that was my double and nothing fantasy booking card. Garrett, what the hell have you conducted in that lab? Right, so I just realized I don't have an international championship match on my card. So let me just fix That's that. okay. It probably won't even be defended. Let's be honest. Right, you know what? Fair. Do it to be fair. You know, fine. I'll just, I won't add a random match. I could come up with a random, <laughs> random match for, for orange. Cause I'm sure I have like 19 dream matches for orange in my head, but okay. So you started off with non-title matches. I actually only had three, but there are three pretty solidly good matches. All right. <clears throat> This probably would be the match I would open up with. I have Mark Briscoe, who's technically under AEW contract. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Taking on Miro. That'd be awesome. And I could see it happening. And it actually makes sense if you're going to put Mark Briscoe on there. Miro is a good, solid opponent. Yep. Miro could get a good match, I'm sure, out of him. Um, the second, I guess I'll call him exhibition match that I have on here. It's a, it's a women's match. I have Sky Blue taking on Billy Starks. That would be fucking huge for them. And just give him 15, 20 minutes, let him fucking just tear the house down. You could put that as the only match on the open. On the Remember kickoff. when Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter had a match like that on a random pay-per-view? When there was yeah. actually a title match, I think, between Rosa and Britt, also on the same show. And they just tore the fucking house down for like 10 minutes. Like, let Sky Blue yeah. and Billy Starks do that. You know what I mean? Get Billy Starks signed to wherever she wants to go. She doesn't have to be AEW, but if she wants to after, and then get Sky Blue some time. All right. And then my final... This is when it starts to get nutty, Charlie. My final non-title match on this card, other than Owen Hart, obviously. I have Brian Danielson taking on Zack Sabre Jr. Um, That'd be awesome. Which I think should happen in AEW. I'm sorry. It's probably going to happen in Japan, and it should happen in AEW, just so that I can see it. But, I mean, I guess I could see it. might that. happen in Canada. It could happen in Canada. That's a real possibility. Yeah, I um, fucked up not having Danielson on this. 
Sorry. Um, to be fair, we don't know if he will be available for this. Like, he yeah, might still that, be that his, is true. His storyline could still be going on. He could be in a, like messing around in a different company. All right. Um, did you go straight from a uh, non-title into Owen Hart? I can't. Owen remember. Hart. Yep. And then I did all the titles. All right. Owen Hart finals. Ricky Starks takes on Preston Vance. There's precedent for that. I could see it. Um, I would like to see that match. I think Preston would put on a fucking show in that match because he's been like he's been actually re- like really great lately, and people I think have just been sleeping on him. Um, and for the women's Owen Hart final, I have Riho taking on Chris Statlander. Um, okay. Again, I don't know if Chris Statlander is going to be available by then, but if she is, I mean, if I feel- she is, we should run back her and Layla in the final. But if, if Layla is cool. not available, then then Riho I feel is. pretty confident that Athena is going to win this year. She could. I would like to see Riho potentially also win it because I feel like Riho is, you know, like I, 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 I'm not sure who I would have win these matches. I'm by the way, I'm just throwing them out there. Yeah, between those two, will probably have stat win because she's gonna be on that momentum wave of coming back. So, oh yeah, the return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're we're, we're getting even nuttier now as we go through this. So actually, I'm gonna go ahead and just go straight to the to the tag team title match, which I just have FTR versus Guns because right now I have no idea what the plan is and to be honest with you we all want them to be off of them by them but i don't think the guns are going to get there i don't think i think they're going to let them hold the titles until the next pay-per-view like i mean i know that sounds like a long time but i don't i i can't see why they would like what's going to be bigger than the ftr winning the titles if they are going to win them you know what i mean like yeah yeah that that is hey that's fair did they say when that career versus title match is happening? Nope. Yeah, so I guess that could be at the pay-per-view. Okay, so that's fair. So I just, I don't know. That's not that crazy, so I thought I'd get that one out of the way. Um, all right, AW Trios Championship. I have House of Black taking on United Empire. Um, that's why Will Ospreay is not in my US, U.S. title match, because uh, I have him taking on uh, the House of Black, which... I mean, uh, I would be insane. <laughs> And we know that they're not afraid to put him in the trios division after putting him in the title thing. All right. I got a fucking mind, mind break. Well, I got two mind breaking swerves for you here with title matches. All right. Mid card title matches starting off with the women. We got the TBS championship. Taya Valkyrie is taking on Thunder Rosa. Where the hell is Jade? Hmm. Got to find out. TNT championship match. Juice Robinson's taking on Adam Cole, the champion. Hey, okay. Um, Hobbs is doing something on this show. I just don't know what it is. I have no idea. It's not listed, but I would have him doing something on the show also. Probably going for the world title, but since we already know what that match is going to be, like, obviously I can't do that. I would love to book Hobbs versus MJF. It's just not happening. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. All right. Um, maybe have Hobbs and Ricky finally actually have a good match. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, all right. Damn it. No, I'm sorry. Their match wasn't that good. It could have been more. It could have been more. All right. So I asked, I, so where is Jade? Where the hell is Jade? Charlie, Jade's taking on Jamie Hayter for the AEW Women's World Championship. If she loses the belt, that's 1,000% should be her direction. All right. So there's that. Um, what else do I have here? Um, all right. Kenny Omega versus CM Punk for the IWGP United States title. That's what I have on my card. <laughs> fucking, that would be huge. Because <laughs> if, 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 if they are going to do anything, I'm sorry. I don't care if you're New Japan and you whatever you feel. That match is bigger than anything you could possibly book right now in New Japan. Like, 
it should probably be on a forbidden door if it's on anything. But if you can get Punk back in the next 12 weeks somehow, and you can get this match on the on the card, which I don't think is going to happen based on the booking of, you know, Kenny and the Bucks and all that right now. But if you can somehow get that on the card, my God. And then the main event is MJF versus Darby Allen versus Sammy versus Jungle Boy. Um, yeah, my card's like insane <laughs> and like not possible at all, realistically. But I, you said to have fun with it, so I did. Absolutely, and we had some fun. So those were some uh, double or nothing fantasy books. I know everyone, everyone loves some good fantasy booking, right? So I think my favorite thing that I picked was um. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Preston. I feel like that's a good shout for what the finals of the men's could actually be. Oh yeah, it, it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I gotta tell you, I, I'm. Uh, I'm very excited for Double or Nothing. I think we're gonna start really uh, figuring out more of that in the coming weeks. Cause that Long Island show is gonna be big. I mean, they've already announced Ricky versus Juice. Um, I, I like that we both have Ricky in our finals. I think. I love the Owen Hart Cup last year, and I hope it delivers the same way it did last year. So, What do you um, think of Juice versus Adam Cole? I liked that match. I think that's fucking great. And, oh, that was what I thought in my head. I was like, because I was like, man, I need to put Danielson somewhere. So, you know what? Juice versus Danielson. Give me that. So, I'd, I'd buy into that. Um, okay. So, let's, uh, let's hop into our darks that we have. And you're leading us off with AW Dark Elevation episode... 107. Which opened up with Sky Blue taking on TFA. Uh, I like Sky Blue being the first match the Winnipeg crowd saw. Get get her out there for the crowd more. Let her become more, you know, known to the AEW fan base. They know who she is, but let her be seen. Let her be seen as like a regular star on on AEW. Uh, and she picked up the win with the code blue here. Uh, for some reason, I couldn't figure out that's what the uh, the move was called. It's fine. It's all right. We we don't expect you guys aren't Excalibur. We get it. It's fine. It's all right. We don't. Get Riccoboni back, damn it. We need Riccoboni on Elevation. Riccoboni. Um, yeah, the JAS is Jake H- the JAS is Jake Hager took on Adam Knight. Um, Hager was looking like an absolute menace to society on the way to the ring. Uh, his gut punches looked pretty good. Actually, his punches look okay. For we complain about punches a lot. I think his strikes are pretty good. Um, yeah, picked up a quick win. Um, you know, it's just Jake Hager, Jake Hagering, you know, some people like Jake Hager. Some people don't like Jake Hager as much. I I've always thought he was really good. So, um, speaking of people, I think are really good though. Emmy Sakura took on Zoe Sager. Um, our evil queen's back, Charlie. She's just having a goddamn good time out there. And I just, I'm here for it. She chopped her up. Um, apparently she's an elite bowler according to to Paul White. Uh, she slapped the piss out of her. Um, piss out of her. You know, and actually, that Zoe Sager actually got a nice little sequence. Like, I love how Emmy will just like, even though she's getting a squash, will like, if you just start having a good sequence, she's like, well, well yeah, we're gonna continue this now. You know, like you're gonna actually look good. You know, even if it's just for one second. You know, um, <clears throat> and then she rolled her through a few times on the Romero special, and then down into the, uh, you know, like the Dragon Sleep, I think is what it is when you pull it down like that or something like that. Whatever the hell that movie's called, uh, and she choked her out, picked up the win. Um, we had Brandon Cutlet Cutler taking on Jason Geiger. <laughs> uh, they had a little strike exchange. This guy had was having none of Cutler's gimmick at all. He just had no interest in it whatsoever. He was just like, let's just. I will say, Paul White did a great job selling this guy. 
Yeah, no, he was like, just like, I don't want anything. He to do really kind of put him over, man. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty like, impressive. This. I don't want anything to do with this Cutler guy. Why am I here? You know, like, I love it. I love it. Um, not much there. Just some fun comedy stuff, you know. Y'all know how I feel about uh, Cutlet. He's, he exists. I'm, I'm glad he's there because of BTE. That's all I'm going to say. Um, if there was no BTE, yikes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's, he's your comedy. Exactly. Uh, speaking of comedy, we had Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, and Ethan Page with Stokely Hathaway, who looked like he was on the way to the gallows in this match. Um, taking on massive damage, Mojabari and Sebastian Wolf. Fucking massive damage, Charlie. That's it's an incredible name. Uh, hiya! Anyway, um, <laughs> it, yeah, I gotta hit it every time. Um, uh, oh yeah, and I'm uh, sorry, not just hiya, but hiya, hey! Anyway, um, <laughs> the the firm worked uh, synergistically in this match. I like that word. Um, and they picked up the win with the ego's edge. Stokely looked pissed. Pissed off Stokesworth. The top flight took on a team. All right. The team had two guys on it. One was named Sean Moore. It's a name. He's a fine name. The other guy's name, Charlie, was Michael Allen Richard Clark. This motherfucker has four first names. (laughs) Michael Allen Richard Clark. What the hell? That's that's pretty metal to me. Uh, Matt Menard's energy on commentary is good. There's some quick tags in here. Clean, clean, hot tag. I think it was from uh, from Dante. The elbow strikes look good. Christ. Anyway, um, I don't even know how they picked up the win. I was this match was just. I'm still thinking about massive there. damage from the previous match. Anyway, um, massive damage. Speaking of massive, speaking of massive damage, we had the Ring of Honor Women's World Title Proving Ground match. Athena taking on Taylor Rising. Taylor Rising, you know, like Taylor Rising back in the day. Anyway, um. Athena's rampage continues. See how I set that up perfectly, by the way? Massive damage, Athena. Anyway. Um, hey, 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 hey. Speaking of massive damage from Athena, the Alabama slam on the floor, Charlie. My God. Yeah, money. Um, she locked in the crossface, beat her up, post-match beatdown, belt shots, classic Athena beatdown, Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee. Speaking of classic, the segues write themselves on this one, Charlie. Um... Speaking of classic, we had Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee taking on the uh, the some jobbers. I didn't actually write on who they were. They were like, Keith Lee looking like a goddamn master sorcerer with that gear. Um, some big meat and lots of in-ring experience here. Uh, they work well together. But isn't this like Dustin's, like, isn't the rumor that this is Dustin's last year of in-ring competition, right? So, like, is this? Yeah, I believe it is. I so, think I, mean, he said I, I understand him tagging up if he wants to, like, maybe take some of the load off even further. But, like, I... Would we want? I'm not saying that Keith Lee's not quality opponent or quality opponent, quality tag partner for him to have for his last year. In fact, it's pretty good tag partner to have. You know what I mean? But like, um, like I, I, I would have just thought he would have been more into like a singles run or something like that. Maybe, maybe not though. I don't know. Um, like I don't necessarily want him to go after a championship. I don't think, but just maybe some wins on singles. But I don't know. Maybe this just gives him more opportunity to be on TV. I don't know. Uh, it was a quick win. And in the main event of the evening, we had Silver and Reynolds taking on the Varsity Athletes. Got that big-time intro that you were liking that I also uh, think works better for this team. Um, Reynolds got a salt hat tag. We got went into hunky mode, the tag team combo meal for the W. I don't actually know if that was the uh, designated finish because it did look like they 
we're going for a breakup, but it might, but the metal sometimes will also block the breakup. So I don't know. It might have been intentional that it went that way. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Either way, the silver medal took the win. The rest of the athletes still looking like fools. And that takes us to AEW Dark episode 188. And the cat's attacking me. Hell, bye. The cat is attacking. All right. So Dark 188, right? Five matches. I love this format much more than the 9 to 11 matches. And they let some of the matches get a little bit of time. And when you do that, it makes me invest in a little more to what's happening. And we bookended the show with that exact example. Juice Robinson defeated Leon Ruffin in what I believe was a very fun opening match. I think Leon Ruffin, he he's a name we see quite often on Dark at this point. You know and then what? we know we know Juice is getting uh getting the push right now against Ricky. So You know what? Leon Ruffin I'll tell you, I'll take I'll take the Iron Savages if we bring back Ruffin it. I, it was a good it was a good trio. Why not use them as a trio in uh, Ring of Honor? Dude, Ruffin, it was actually a great team name. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Uh, Layla Gray defeated Kira Hogan in the former Batty v. Batty uh, battle. Yeah, pretty quick Bro, match. But, imagine uh, being Kiera Hogan, though, and like you're the original Batty. This chick got brought in off of like, like one booking, and now you're getting squashed by her. Yeah, Christ. Hey, hey. <laughs> sucks to suck. The Iron Savages defeated the Wingmen in a seven-minute match. Um, I thought everyone kind of got in some decent offense, but Noni's fucking huge, man. That's a big dude. But I, I like Ryan Nemeth. I, I want to love the Iron Savages. And yeah, Ruffin and Savages were both here. You know, let's let's book that trio again. It works. Big, bad, bearded Benoni. We had my favorite twins, the Renegades. Charlotte Renegade and Robin Renegade defeat Avery Burrow and Mafiosa. Quick match. Again, the Renegades are picking up victories here. It's only a matter of time until they uh, bring them into the fold with something. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Something I saw in the comment section of this episode of Dark, weirdly, uh, was that people thought that it was interesting that even though this was taped universal, obviously, um, that that seems like the crowd is a different crowd than it was like six months ago or something, that they actually do try and give the wrestlers a little bit more back now. Does that make yeah. sense to you? I think I would agree with that. I feel like they got yeah, some when they here. When they switched up that arena to the what, what they're using for Ring of Honor, it... it Ring of Honor feels much more like an old NXT, but whereas this one doesn't quite yet, but it's getting there. It's getting there. They're they're in the next match they barked even more too. So Yeah, as uh, they should. The Renegades hit a hard attack on Mafiosa to score the win. And this run that she's on, man, Billy Starks, she got out there, had a match with Tony Storm, which you know was just awesome for. Her. They gave him a little bit of time, about six and a half minutes. They main event at dark. And I thought it was pretty fun. Um, I would love to see them get a 15-minute match on, say, uh, Dynamite and just let them really cook. I think Billy Starks is someone they really want to try and bring into the fold. I mean, clearly, with how much she's wrestled in said companies in Ring of Honor AEW in 2023. She has had to have had, like, 10 matches in the last, like, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, they love what she's doing. And, you know, she didn't job out to Tony Storm. They had a good match. But I like when we have five matches and everyone gets a little bit more time to breathe. I mean, the the Renegades one was quick, but if there was one of them that should have been quick, it was that one, right? I mean, everything else was between either signed competitors or Billy Starks and Leon Ruffin are basically signed. I mean, we see them on Ring of Honor and AEW, so you know they're they're freelancing in our company. So yeah, um, that was it for Elevation and Dark. So. Let's jump into Dynamite, huh? We've already covered the beginning and the end. So we had uh, the Guns versus Top Flight. 
Uh, pretty much, uh, we didn't cover the beginning of the show. We kick off with a fucking ambulance, by the way. Um, AW comes on air with Hangman State, Hangman Adam Page backstage next to an ambulance. Excalibur told the Young Bucks had been attacked. Uh, Kenny Omega and Don Callis are there on the scene. Page jumps in the ambulance with Nick, and they're headed to the hospital. Callis, you know, he's telling Omega, like, dude, we gotta, we gotta get back in there. We gotta go study. You're, you're facing Vikingo, man. I mean, we gotta get going. And yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the hot start? We don't see that too often. Is this the second time the Hangman Page has stolen an ambulance, by the way? Someone's got to check. This guy's going to get a felony. I mean, I'm pretty sure that is a crime, right? Like, <laughs> It's got to be a felony. But, uh, I mean, what do you, what do you, what's your opinion on a hot start like that? It's different. I wish if they did it like this that there was going to be more mystery to it. Like, but maybe... Yeah, we found out at the end. But those angles never really work or, out. Well, we found they? out actually after the first match. That's true. But I mean, like, I do... But do those angles ever really work out when it's like... Yeah, if it's someone that sucks, like, I think we're, we're left feeling a little bit like, eh. But the fact that it's Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite, it's like, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, if they had dragged it out, like, even, like, like yeah. you know, like, how they did, like, uh, like when Rikishi did it for The Rock, you know, like. That's fair. That's fair. But, yeah, we get a – I love this, by the way. So before we get into the tag match, Excalibur tells us he got a text message from Brandon Cutlet, who left in the ambulance with the Young Bucks, and he said the Blackpool Combat, did, Combat Club did it. They fucking attacked us. Okay, the Guns Top Flight AW Tag Team Championships. Their entrance hits. I, I, fuck. Dare I say it? I, I, I like how these guys look with the titles, man. Son of a bitch. But everyone would look look good with some gold, right? Um, this match was completely hindered by the commercial break. Not the Iron Savages. <laughs> God damn it, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We're supposed to like them. We got a shill for them. Since what are you when? doing? No, they're our guys. I'm a bear boulder. You're a bronze and boulder. I mean, this country. is. Country. <laughs> All right, so. Sorry, sorry. I started talking about Willow. <laughs> we need that Bron Breaker fucking bark thing going on. <laughs> Bro, that gif is one of the greatest <laughs> things ever. <laughs> There's a gif of the Braun Breaker and the Creed Brothers just fucking barking, and it's it's like three seconds out of context. It's the funniest thing, dude. Should we cover Stand and Deliver? I just thought about that. Is there anything on that card worth seeing, dude? I think Carmelo Hayes is gonna win the NXT title. That's my fucking god. Uh, that'll be maybe that's another one we'll cover, guys. Who knows? I mean, expect to see us a lot next weekend. But yeah, this match was killed by the commercial break, and honestly, I didn't like the shenanigans in it, um, because. I hate to say it, if you don't watch Ring of Honor, you had no idea these guys were feuding. Maybe you just think they started one, but um, what would you think of that, of the Ring of Honor feud bleeding into this one? I mean, I think it makes sense. It's just like, It does make sense. It's just like, also, like, if you're not watching Honor Club, you're probably so confused, like you said, though, like... I, I don't like Top Flight's tag team title matches feeling like this. It's a it's a shitty feeling. I know why they put the titles on the lines to get it you know get some more like interest. The last in it. couple times they've gotten title shots has been when they've been in the middle of a different feud. It's been yeah exactly. It's it feels weird. I want them to get a legit fucking championship opportunity. So maybe if the kingdom win it on you know Friday, they can challenge for it, and we get a legit opportunity. Could be. Um, 
post match top flight brawl back to the uh, brawl with the kingdom to the back. FDR's music hit. They came into the ring. Colton said, "No one wanted to hear or see FDR. The guns don't respect FDR. Who are losers and will never get a title shot ever again." FDR said they'd never team in AEW again. Austin's like, I don't think you understand. Nothing you can do or say. Then Harwood dropped the fucking, the million dollar line. They'd quit AEW if the guns beat them again. And if, you know, you're keeping it, you know, you're keeping it honest here. Of course, Austin and Colton are going to accept that because they've already beaten them. Clean as a sheet. They accepted and they spat in FDR's faces before running out. And son of a bitch, Dax had Dax had a fucking loogie dangling off the side of his head, man. Um, uh, one of my one of our friends I was watching the show with him, he fucking he like gagged. I mean, it, it was that was some brutal shit. That spit, man. Ugh. But uh, yeah, FGR. Do you, do you like this angle? I mean, if we're if we're playing up the contract um, thing, right, it adds a little bit to it, right? I mean, I think this, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't think of a time historically when a contract has been coming up and this was thrown out there and it didn't mean that they were losing. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, look at Jay White. Uh, Loser leaves Japan. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your contract is up, I think when you do these kinds of angles, it's because it's clearly like nobody really knows what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like... So yeah. unless they come to some kind of agreement with Tony beforehand, um, I think this could be FTR's last match at AEW, like genuinely, you know. Like, if they go out putting over the guns, fucking GG to them, man. That's that's typical, I guess. Putting over the guns twice. Yeah, it'd be an admirable way to go out. I would really hate to lose them back to the WWE, you know. I, if they go anywhere, I'd hope they go to New Japan, at least so that we can maybe get them back for at least once a year on Forbidden Door or something, you know, like... Yeah, if we lose them anywhere and they go to Japan, I- I'm actually okay with it. Yeah, but if I- I'm WWE, perfectly fine. Then if they go back to the Fed, then then all is lost. And maybe they can shave each other's backs. No, look, if they go back there, I mean, clearly it's it's to maybe get like a big program with the Usos, right? So, uh, I mean, whatever they do, they're the fucking. They're the why would they want to so. go be like? Why would they want to go wrestle the third best tag team in the world? Hey, man. And some might say Bishamon's even in that up there too. Yeah, so. you're right. They might be. They might be fourth. Renee is backstage with Jade, Mark, and Layla Gray. Everyone's looking good here. Um, she's asking for comment about the debut of Taya last week. Sterling issued a cease and desist letter saying Taya is not allowed to use Cargill's finisher. Cargill said she would give this to Taya herself on Friday on Rampage. Paquette then asked about Stokely Hathaway wrestling next, and Cargill and them just all laughed about it. How often in wrestling do you actually have two people have a finisher that's like – I don't even know if I've ever seen this finisher before with Jade. And yet two people have it. Now they're feuding with each other. It's actually kind of a neat little thing. So And it's not it's not like a fucking spear. The Jade, you know what I mean? The Road to Valhalla. I forget what the actual name of the move is. It's been done before. I forget somebody else used to yeah. use it in WWE back in the day. I forget who it was, but um, – but it's not but it's not a super common one like you're saying um but i actually i mean it'll be really interesting because like you said you don't really see like the only thing i could like think of is if you did like cm punk versus um uh kenta right because yep obviously kenta invented the move right um but um other than that you know or maybe even to an extent either of those guys versus Danhausen, um you know like because they all use the same move or whatever um, 
yeah it's not really something i mean you know if like diamond dallas page faced randy orton back in the day or something somehow you know i guess it'd be a similar thing but like you know it's like yeah it's not super common so it'll be really interesting to see how they structure the match and to see like i don't know just off the top of your head do you think we see multiple jadeds in the match do you think we see one do you think it's one person yeah no one's kicked out of it yet right so i would love to see taya slam it either way whoever wins just the one who catches it right you know i'd love to see taya hit it on jade and jade kicks out Oh, that'd be interesting. And And then Jade ends up pinning her with it. We need to have a legit, before Jade loses this title. We need to have a legit story with her actually Her her next, she needs to come like super close to losing it at least once before she loses it. And I think you could set it up perfectly here. This is why, okay, people say they hate authority figures in wrestling. This is why I wish we had Tony Khan as an established authority figure or Tony Schiavone as an established authority figure. Because, I mean, because even though Tony Schiavone is... I don't think if, if Tony Schiavone was like, Tony Schiavone couldn't be like, you know, she had you on the ropes there. We really should run this back. We need TK to be able to come out and do that in a situation like this. You know what I mean? Like, because I would love to see exactly what you're saying, but then for somebody that's in a position of authority that can make the match, sit there and remake the match. That way it feels like it's not just, oh, we should run this back. And they just, you know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't feel like Ty yeah. is just chasing her down. Like we've had like every other storyline with Jade, which just feels like they're chasing until she finally just gives them another match, which it only works that way so many times. Like you got to do something different. So I would like if they, if some authority figure, hell, maybe Sanjay Dutt. I mean, he's kind of a little too involved in TV, but you know what I mean? Like somebody, I don't know, like... Yeah, you need a stooge out there. <laughs> yeah, we need. Could uh, like, who would you have be that? Like, could uh, could we have um, uh, who is the guy that was from uh, like Pat Buck, right? Could we have Pat Buck do that maybe? Yeah, I mean, you you could easily. I think Shivani's their guy. Yeah, but Shivani doesn't feel like if he would you feel wouldn't you feel weird if Shivani made a match? I mean, maybe we could get Marvez in there. I don't know. There, there's you know what I'm options. Saying? Like, I feel like we need I would be cool if, if we gave either interview or I'll or tell you right now. Thing. No, I'll tell you right now. If, if Renee Paquette got that role where she could start handing out matches, I think she'd be great for it. Everyone believes. I don't in know. Her, I so. feel like TK just needs to bite the bullet. I'm not saying be on TV all the time, Tony. I'm just saying, like, I think for some moments he should, like, Mark Henry. Mark Henry would be good for those roles too, but he just doesn't feel like he's got the. Maybe maybe if they just established Mark Henry as having matchmaking power. Look, Adam. Who no one would have thought Adam Pierce would be as great as it at it is as he is for WWE, and the guy's fucking an I insanely just don't know good. Because I, like, I agree with you. Because you could just say Mark Henry is like basically the GM, even though he's not the GM in name, right? But like, I I almost would rather it be just TK. I know people are gonna be like, but Tony's so busy. But like, also, he's the only yeah, he guy who's he got the, want he's the, the only screen. established guy who, on in story, has the authority to make these kinds of decisions. So unless they go out of their way to establish something, it's just gonna be weird, you know. I'm just saying, I feel like for this story, I'm with you. I want that to be how it goes. But I also, I also would like to yeah, see this. Yeah, something this specific like this story, they'll just have Mark Sterling say he made the match because he's a lawyer. That's true. They'll, I mean, they'll, I'm they'll okay do stuff with like that. that. I'm okay with that yeah. as long as he implies that he went to Tony Khan or something. You know I mean, I mean like, if there's anyone that can make matches, it's him. I mean, honestly. <laughs> it's I mean, kind of no, crazy. We've seen him make than, matches. He's made more matches than Tony has. I mean, that's a. Fa- I mean, you know, obviously Tony made all the matches. But I'm saying, like, he's made more matches in storyline than Tony has. Like, he's 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 facilitated more of them continuances like that. I don't know. I, I know I shouldn't harp on this, but it's just something yeah, I no, think it's, about. It's, 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 no, it's, like, it's cool. It's cool. 
Um, we had Hook taking on Stokely Hathaway in an ODQ match, and this was fun as fuck. Yeah. Um, the yes. Stokely retired. He tried to retire before the match. Yep. He wasn't allowed to. He turned in a doctor's note, but it was a, a receipt from Wingstop. Um, <laughs> Stokely's fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> I, I swear to God, he is so funny. And he quoted Tupac at the camera. I mean, this guy's great. And, I mean, Hook just got an easy win. It's This did no harm to anyone, and it was just fun. Oh, yeah, we I, forgot I, to mention Stokely choking a motherfucker out on Dark. <laughs> That he did, and Stokely posted a little video of <laughs> everyone kind of laughing at him, and then he posted an Instagram live video, and <laughs> Rio called him a bitch in it. I think he made up all the comments, but it was funny. Dude, she called him a bitch like four times or something in like 30 seconds. It was nuts. <laughs> Brian Danielson's bussin' vegan brisket. <laughs> Yo, this oh, vegan geez. brisket is bussin'. God, what the fuck would be vegan brisket? <laughs> I love There's that they no just way. had somebody type a bunch of fake like like live comments like that. I just love it. You know what I mean? That video probably took like an hour to make or something like that. You know what I mean? Like because they just had to like edit everything. Oh, that was so perfect. Oh. Yeah, Stokely's the kind of guy he will do funny stuff like that. He did really good stuff with the cruiserweight title. Um, Adam Cole addresses his hey, enemies. Man. No, he addresses return next week, and we're setting up the match between Adam Cole and Daniel Garcia. Um. I got no problem with this, right? Zero problems detected. We get Adam Cole next week. Bye-bye. Against Danny. Danny Ice. Alex Marvez is backstage trying to get word with uh, Don Callis and Kenny Omega about what happened to the Young Bucks. Callis asked Omega what the issue is as he sent Nakazawa with him. Oh, Nakazawa said uh, this is the best thing that could happen with him. Or No, Nakazawa didn't say it. Pretty much, he, he sent Nakazawa with the Young Bucks, so it's just Kenny and and Callus uh, there, right? Yeah, do you this think the best Don thing that could have happened to them? Do you think there's slowly a, a rift that's going to form between Don Callis and Kenny? No, no, I think Kenny trusts Don Callis, and he, he we've seen him. Yeah, before. but Don Callis is fucking him around right now, like pretty. Look, hard. eventually he's gonna. Eventually, Kenny will see the bright eye, but for for I think the foreseeable future. He's gonna go with him, and we're gonna have that little like, no, Kenny, no, Kenny. But they better, fucking, but, yeah. <sighs> they better not do what they did with with some of this other stuff. I want to see them still on BTE together, though. Don't don't pull some dumb shit. I, I, we need we need Kenneth with the boys still. Don't you know what I mean? They can just ask, they can act like aloof for fifteen seconds and be like, I don't know what's going on. You killed Adam Cole. All right. Um, <laughs> killed Adam John Cole. Moxley defeated Stu Grayson. I thought this match was pretty fine. Um, the opening minute, it, it it felt like it took them a little bit to get on the same wavelength, but when they did, it picked up and was pretty nice at the end. But, um, yeah, I, I, I thought Stu had his, got his shit in at the end and it looked fine. I think John getting the win here is, is perfectly fine. Everyone loves seeing John Moxley. The crowd loves it, right? I hope it doesn't devolve back into how it was before for him, but I'm just glad to have Stu back. Because like I feel like we were missing Stu. we were missing like a crucial part of the Dark Order when Stu walked. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, we, we needed at least. God, one of I these feel like when back. I say that I'm so disrespectful to Alan Angels. I'm not. I, I loved five too. I just did. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all good guys. Uh, Renee Biquette is with Ricky Friggin Starks, who had it quick to the point. He's issuing a challenge to Juice this Friday in Rampage. He's tired of doing back and forth with him. The next installment of QTV is shown. Harley Cameron shows off footage of Powerhouse Hobbs beating the ever-living piss out of Ray Phoenix last week. And it's actually footage shot with a phone. I thought that was brilliant. 
uh, QT and his crew laugh about Phoenix losing Aaron Solo. Solo mocks Penta not showing up to save his brother. He said he hacked into the Observer Twitter account, started tweeting about hotels. <laughs> that actually got me because I, I, I don't know. I've been too deep on Twitter sometimes that I was, I've actually seen what, what this was for. Jesus. We learned that Hobbs will defend the TNT title against Penta El Zero Miedo on Rampage. Zero Miedo. Tony Storm defeated Sky Blue. This was some quick work. And, uh, yeah, Tony Storm beating up uh, Billy Starks and Sky Blue in the same week. She's going through the Young Bucks. And, uh, I mean, my God. There was a sweet cheek music on the floor. The they were in the hospital. There, there was this violent sweet cheek music on the floor that was just unbelievable. And I got to say, I thought Sky Blue really clicked in this match. This was a really enjoyable little TV I'm match. telling you, man, she she stands out in everything that they have her do. I don't know why she's not, like, had, like, more opportunities. <laughs> she, she's been looking good on Ring of Honor. She looks good on Dark. But I feel like I, we've been kind of waiting for that one, that, a Dynamite match to click. Because she's always kind of getting squashed or in a tag where she's not doing too much. Yeah. But no, yeah. she looked good in this. She looked good in this Dynamite match. And I think that's a good sign for her progression as a wrestler. And she can she she can throw some good punches. She can throw some good elbows. Outcasts were about to attack Blue, but Willow and Riho with a steel pipe hit the ring to chase him off. The Riho with the pipe beams are my favorite thing that I saw all week. You don't fuck with Riho, bro. I did you see some of the funny ass shit people were posting? Like when CM Punk posted his shit. And they were like, see, Riho, when CM Punk dressed Henry enter the locker room, and it's just her holding the pipe above her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Riho yeah, is the, the AEW enforcer. The doctors were checking up on Stu, and the Blackpool Combat showed up and beat the piss out of him. <laughs> the, they needed Riho out there with the pipe. They did, actually. Um, My God. All right. AW Rampage, we get kicked off from Independence, Missouri. Powerhouse Hobbs defeats Penta El Zero Miedo. Uh, what did you think of this one? Would you? Uh, How do you feel about our, our second uh, TNT Championship match out of, out of Powerhouse? I think Hobbs' uh, title reign so far, if it continues at the pace that it's going right now, it's going to be insane. Um, I think the Lucha Bros are a great duo for him to start off his title reign against, too. So two quality matches. I mean... And you were saying um, you happened to watch this like not long before we recorded this, and I just happened to be listening to like what you were saying about it as you were watching it, um, just to get like another opinion on it. And um, you were saying you noticed how much bigger of a person um, or how much bigger of a guy uh, Penta is than you thought. And it's like, yeah, he's actually a pretty he's a big, big man. Dude. He moves yeah. way faster and quicker and flippy and shit than you should be able to at that size. But he is actually a pretty big dude. Um, so it matched up with Hobbs well. Like the opening of this match, dude, was just like a heavy strike exchange between the two guys. And I, this was a harder hitting match than I thought it would have been, just because Hobbs is traditionally that like his name is Powerhouse. He does that sort of Haas style of, but this is but this is that Hobbs we've talked about before that kind of can open up a little bit and be that sort of you know, he can match that. Go, you know, he can almost go spot for spot with you out there, which is kind of insane for a guy his size. You know, like yeah. And I'm I'm liking the QTV out there. Uh, there was a little shenanigans, but it all it didn't result, you know, in anything too crazy. I don't know what it is uh, about Harley Cameron. She's just a menacing, just sitting out there with her little cameras, like, 
oh yeah, I'm just gonna film this. I'm just gonna, you know, uh, there's something about that. She's just got some kind of energy. I need her to have a gimmick where like she slides him like a fucking brass knuckles or something, right? Like I'm not kidding you. Got that like undercut, like undercurrent of just like evil about her that she just like like she's the true mastermind or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, but like it's she's got something going on there. What what a what a what a pull to just pull into this group. You know what I mean? Like just great choice. It's fresh new face. I mean. Going from the factory to QTV, keeping uh, Aaron with him and adding Powerhouse Hobbs and Harley uh, Harley Cameron. It's a nice little switch up. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, he's beating two-thirds of Death Triangle. Is Pac next? Um, I mean, if Pac's available, I have no idea what the deal is with him. Yeah, we get some highlights from last week's Dynamite. Led to a package on Kenny Omega's match with Jeff Cobb. Cobb. The IWGP United States Championship. The championship. Ricky Starks hits us the ring. He's, he's looking for a confrontation with Juice Robinson. Robinson came out to the ring, but turned his back. Starks tried to chase him down. Robinson got away from Starks because he didn't want to fight Missouri. I hate Missouri. Um, Juice Robinson's fucking mother- hilarious. He is a funny looking guy. <laughs> he <does laughs> when look he does goofy. those faces, dude. He it's looks fucking goofy, brilliant. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it, he, I'm still he waiting adds- on that Bully Ray promo skill, bro. I'm sorry. He said he was good. I'm I'm waiting. I like Juice. I'm waiting for that promo to happen. I'm just I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Bully Ray, Kevin Owens. I mean, all these guys always talk about how good he is. So, um, yeah, AW's in New York, April fifth. So we we've already set up a match for a couple weeks down the road. I like when they do that. I don't want to wrestle in my life. I hate Missouri. Was <laughs> <laughs> in Kansas City or Independence, wherever the heck we at. <laughs> I was like this guy. This guy is just funny. Jewish doesn't <laughs> even know where he's at. I respect it. No, he is good. Fuck. Uh, Lethal and Jarrett ran down all the ways the AW referees screwed them out of the title, <laughs> and they were cheating to win their dastardly enforcement of the rules. Uh, Brody King defeated Jake Hager. If you think about it, let's be real. They got two AW officials as part of their group. They should be able to cheat way better. I'm just saying. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Julia and Hart a giant sh- man. Julia Hart got shoved into the back from Anna Jay. Uh, any hopes that they run that match? I'm I'm hoping so. I mean, the House of Black versus JS is unique in the way that you actually have, like, female talent on both sides. So, in terms of, like, faction wars. So, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could run that. You could run that and tie. You could, and then Julia needs a friend, and who does she get? Abaddon. No, I think she's still hurt. But my God, give me the crazy, give me the wild. I honestly don't think Abaddon would want to get. I mean, I like Abaddon. I don't think she'd want to get put in with the House of Black just because I feel like. No, I'm saying like a one-off just because the tie. Oh, J. I mean, maybe potentially. Yeah, I could see it. Just recruit Athena. If any wrestler needs a tag partner, you just hit Athena. Athena has technically done a dark god get like dark like like eclipse. Like she was like a vampire before, right? Like so something, yeah. So Swerve Strickland gets a little promo. He's with rapper Tech Nine. He promised to win the war with Keith Lee with the help of a new affiliate that we would not expect. Who it is? Does that make you think they're not on the roster, or does that make you think Miro? Um, I mean, it could be Miro. It could be Andrade, potentially. Um, imagine, like, he's got some sort of partnership with LFI, but, like, if, Andrade if it's like, being Yeah. 
it becomes his like main dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a big heater that's just not in a spot right now. And I just keep going back to Anthony Agogo. I mean, it'd be great. I just don't think I, <laughs> I have no idea what's on with. I want, I want to book Anthony Agogo on everything. If we have fantasy booking opportunities, but I have not seen him on AW dark in months. And so I cannot say if he's still signed with the company or not, you know? Yeah. Um, and even yeah, if I had, so. that wouldn't necessarily mean that because it could have been his last match and we would have never known. That's the thing that's crazy is like he's never been one of those guys where I feel like there was contract watch on him, right? Maybe there was, but like not as much. And so I'm kind of curious what his like, what it, what if it was ever publicized because his last match that we saw him have could have been the last match on his current contract or his most recent, you know what I mean? If that was the end. So, and we would have just never known if it wasn't like a super publicized contract. So I, I worry about that, you know, because he was really good. Yeah, he was. Um, God, there was a name. I just, it's, I am blanking right now. Fuck, I had it too. Who I think it's going to be. We saw him on Dark. He used to wrestle MLW. Um, uh, I won't, I won't harp on it too long because I don't want to. I'm just going to check one more thing. It might be, he might have been the National Openweight Champion. Eh. Is it like Enorfe? No? You know what I'm talking about? He was on Dark. He wrestled Takeshita. Yeah, I'd have to go back through Takeshita's opponents. I don't specifically remember anybody off the top of my head. There's been a couple of MLW guys that they've used in, on Dark. EJ and Duka. Um, okay. AW, it, this guy is fucking, he's a, he, he was a former tag team champion in MLW. That's why I couldn't find it. For some reason, I was I was getting it mixed up with someone in NXT. I'm like, who the fuck? I know he was in WWE, but it's not this guy. Um, Okay. Yeah, he was in NXT for a little bit. But uh, yeah, EJ and Duka. This is a mogul affiliate. If it's him, don't be surprised. And I'm sorry if I just spoiled it for you guys. I just, I have a gut feeling that that's who it is. And he can fucking, it's someone we wouldn't expect. So it's not going to be, it's, you know, it, I, it's not going to be Brian Cage. Let's fucking hold a small prayer that it isn't. Um, Taya Valkyrie defeated Layla Gray in a minute 15. She beat her ass, the road to Valhalla. And uh, Sterling, you know, is going to be in a neck brace again, probably, right? Probably. We got the rundown next week. Menard and Angela Parker. It'd be awesome if they put him in like, because it's the road to Valhalla. It'd be awesome if he wasn't like at a full like chess thing. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> or like the, you know, like the Cody Rhodes face mask that like for when he had the facial, recon- facial reconstruction surgery, you know, or whatever. You, you remember that? The, you've never seen yeah, those? No, that was great. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, the thing Cutler wears too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that thing. Yes. Get, get one of those um, Have Cutler take his off. Yeah, would be pretty good. Okay, main event, The Acclaimed defeated The Kingdom. Uh, funny little uh, opening segment for The Acclaimed. I thought, I, I love The Kingdom's music. So whenever they hit their entrance, I'm always into it. I thought the match was fine. Uh, yeah. The ending, everyone got their shit in. Bowens looked really good, getting all the big spots. And uh, yeah, this is kind of the Bowens show here, this match. This was an Anthony Bowens fest. And I'm cool with that. I love Anthony Bones. He, he's great. And Anthony Bones is such a great hot tag. And that's that's honestly something that it, it should be. A, it's not as appreciated as much as it used to be in tag team wrestling. It's the hot tag. Because, you know, 
You go back to like the Rock on. and Roll Express. Like, I, I watch hot tags from teams in major t- tag team like trios matches where the crowd just does not go with it because they just didn't quite go right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not that they didn't do everything that they wanted to correctly. It's just it's poorly timed, you know, or it doesn't quite meet with the flow of the match. Or like what feels like a hot tag will happen, and then they just get shut down. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It happens a lot in the trios matches with the elite. Sometimes, like you'll think they're setting up for a big spot, and oh, well, actually, no, the heels are still in charge. Sorry. Like it's it's either I think it's Ricky Morton that everyone always considers like I mean he was the greatest hot tag in the history of wrestling, and it's like Bowens when he gets that hot tag, he always hits a good fucking opening spots, and I like the acclaimed main eventing and winning, you know, because we've we've talked on this show before. I mean. They lost those titles. A little concerned about what the fuck comes next. Can I be so honest? With you? I, I'm still a little concerned about what comes next for them. I mean, I am concerned too, but I'm guessing now. You know, maybe we're going to see them enter more with the Jericho stuff. They're kind of in two separate feuds a little bit, and any anytime you get to main event, I, I think again they're still on TV every week. So let's. I I hope they do like another AW after this Owen Hart Cup. We should do like another tag team tournament and that'll be enough time. You can do the tag team tournament and I'm just going to say it right now to face FTR. I know everyone can think what they want with FTR. I think FTR are about to enter a legendary title run. I think it's going to be fucking huge. So that's me. I could be totally wrong. I mean, in May, we could be talking about how, holy shit, they just showed up and uh, beat the crap out of the Usos. So you never know. But yeah, that is it for Rampage. and. Next week, next week, next week. Kenny Omega, Jeff Cobb, United States title match. Cobbert. Orange Cassidy versus The Butcher, international title match. <laughs> the Orange Cassidy title ring continues, man. I mean, come on. This guy is a fucking menace. Absolutely. Adam nice. Cole versus Daniel Garcia. Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale. Um, I hope Willow doesn't get squashed. Nah, nah. They they were former friends. You think she is? They they literally okay. went through like a, oh, okay. a street fight together. I, I I think they 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 have to have something there, right? Like, agreed. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus Dalton Castle and the Boys. R.I.P. My boys. boy Dalton. Get me a boy. Matt Hardy versus Jungle Boy Jack. Motherfucking Perry. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Matt Hardy. <sighs> yeah, sorry. Tough. Jungle Boy's on his way to the main event. Jungle Boy. I'm a jungle boy. I'm a jungle boy. All right, sorry. Um, so, yeah. That's it for us, man. Um, this is the first of many things. It's technically now Monday, 12.03. And uh, this is the first of many things for this week of wrestling. So, we'll definitely, I'm guessing, uh, let's double check the dates right now. We got a second. What uh of all the matches this weekend, including every company, what match are you most excited about right now? Is it Cody Roman? Is it Claudio Eddy? Is it Yuka and Athena? Are you excited for Joey Janela and Kota Ibushi? I mean, look, there's we got a lot of cool shit this weekend. So Thursday night at eleven PM, we got New Japan and Impact Multiverse. Not sure if we're covering that yet. I know we'll probably be watching it, but uh, don't know if we're going to cover it. And then Friday, 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 7 p.m., Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Followed by the GCW Spring Break that night, which is usually a fun show. 
And then Saturday morning at 12.45, we have NXT Stand and Deliver. So, yeah. Full week, full uh, weekend of shows, and then obviously WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, Dynamite Wednesday, Rampage Friday. Rampage is in the mix of all that, so watching Rampage, Supercard baby. of Honors. Probably going to take place over Rampage for sure, so... But yeah, no matter what, guys, we will see you Friday night at the latest for Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Thanks for hanging out with us. I tried to hit the Lando. Hello, what have we here? It didn't play, but that's okay. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Vision?